Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a May 5th Friday morning edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer at many places, among them Associated Press, Blazers Edge, Real GM, former Blazers beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have a wide variety of shows covering the NBA, the NFL, the NFL draft, which just happened. Uh, everything we have it covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Covering almost every team in the NBA, uh, covering the NFL, and of course we are covering the, your Trailblazers here on Locked On Blazers. So thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. We're doing we're doing this a little bit less right now. Uh, or the feed is not quite as populated uh, as it was during the season where we were doing it at least four times a week. Uh, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be cutting, cutting back on the episodes. However, there has been, uh, enough news this week and enough events in the city of Portland with the five on five art show that's going down tonight at the athletic community hosted by, uh, my pal Anand Pandian, who came on the podcast to talk about that event. Uh, double scribble, the basketball art website is also, uh, has a hand in organizing that so yeah that was something that we wanted to talk about on the podcast because that's something local that's something fun something basketball related lots of blazers art that's going to be there as well uh i'm going to be hanging out there tonight so if you want to uh come stop by uh at the athletic community in northwest portland uh definitely come say hi come say what's up and and check out the the art and 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 as Anin mentioned you know a lot of it's going to be you know they're going to be prints uh, it's going to be $40 pieces. You know, it's not going to be, uh, your, you know, your typical stuffy art uh, prices, so to speak. So uh, th- that is something that we had going on this week. And then also there was, uh, you know, quite a bit of uh, buzz or, you know, Blazer-related stuff that happened uh, that not even just uh, related to the current Blazers. One thing that we actually didn't really get to talk about uh was the the news about um former blazer great Brandon Roy uh who was reportedly shot in Los Angeles outside his grandmother's house uh and there's been a lot of reports about how he got shot where he got shot 
what he was doing when he got shot. You know, some reports indicated that, you know, he was protecting his nieces and protecting kids and covering them from the gunfire. Uh, and, and, and there's been a lot of, uh, you know, reporting since, uh, uh, the Seattle Times ha- has the latest, and some of it is is gotten a little interesting because, and weird, frankly, because uh, after the n- news broke on Tuesday, uh, which is when we had the podcast with Anand, uh, or it came after, but uh, three of his players at. Uh, Nathan Hale High School said that he hadn't been shot. They said he was fine and that the Brandon Roy who got shot in Los Angeles was not the Brandon Roy that uh, coaches their team in Seattle. And, uh, you know, apparently Brandon Roy is fine. That's all the reports have indicated that Roy is fine uh, and has he's returned to Washington and will make it out of this incident okay uh but uh the good i mean i guess it's good he only got shot once which was one uh thing that the original reports got wrong according to the seattle times citing uh police sources and that's those are police sources in los angeles so uh, it sounds like uh, you know the the shooting wasn't as bad as initially heard. There was a little bit of confusion about players saying that it wasn't the actual Brandon Roy, and then uh, you know detectives saying that you know Roy hasn't really gotten back to them to talk to them since he since he got back to to Seattle. So uh, I don't not to say that there's any you know. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on, but it, it, it just, I, it just seems like a story where everyone's trying to find out the details and, uh, you know, Roy is not, uh, you know, I'm sure he just wants to focus on getting better and, and healing, uh, and, 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 but it seems like there's a, just a lot of confusion going on right now about some details of whether that happened or not. Uh, it's it's pretty certain that the Brandon Roy who got shot in Los Angeles is the NBA's Brandon Roy, the Blazers' Brandon Roy. Uh, but uh, there was a little bit of confusion about that. So uh, we'll stay tuned on that story. We'll see uh, when or if you know Roy is going to discuss this. The important thing is that he's okay that he's fine and uh, that it sounds like everything's going to be okay. But uh, that was a a big story that a big story that broke uh, this weekend or this week uh, relating to the Blazers that uh, we hadn't really covered. And so most importantly, we obviously hope that Brandon is okay. Uh, He was a big, as, as you may know, a huge, huge part of this franchise for a, a few years. It was a short time, but it was a very important time in Blazers history. Uh, kind of leading the Blazers franchise out of the darkness that was the Jail Blazers era. And, and all that uh, that happened. Uh, bad basketball, bad off-the-court behavior, uh, getting in trouble with the law. All those things that you could name. Uh, and, and Roy really turned that whole thing around. So he'll always have a a special place in this, uh, 
market and with the fans of this franchise. And, uh, you know, I don't know when they're going to do it, but I've been saying it for years. They got to retire number seven. I think he did enough to lead the Blazers out of uh, some really bad times that he deserves that recognition. They never made it out of the first round. They, you know, made the playoffs a couple of times before his knees kind of gave out. He had obviously that amazing playoff moment uh, against the Dallas Mavericks in 2011 uh, where he, he brought them all the way back in that game four. But, uh, and I, I just think it's time and not, and, and I thought it's time for a long time, but, uh, I, I really do think it's time because you, you never know with things. And I think the longer they wait, uh, I, I think there's been enough distance now too between, you know, the final Roy years and, and now, but, uh, maybe it isn't, who knows? Uh, it could be too painful for him, uh, because it, it, even though it feels like it's far away from me, it could feel a lot closer for him. So that's something that to also consider about that Blazers Brandon Roy relationship is, you know, how much does Roy uh, want to kind of reopen those wounds? Because, you know, I would imagine that on some levels it, it would be a little bit painful for him to come back. So, uh, but either way, I do think at some point that has to get done. I don't know when it's going to get done. But uh, I, I, I think it does, and uh, I hope it does soon. So that's that's my my final take on the, the Brandon Roy news and Brandon Roy in Portland and uh, all, all that. But uh, some other uh, news that happened this week, uh, Damian Lillard also won the, speaking of Brandon Roy, uh, he won the Magic Johnson Award from the Pro Basketball Writers Association. Uh, Damian Lillard did, becoming the first Blazer since Roy won the award in 2008-2009. Uh, the award is given for establishing a professional and respectful rapport with the media. So that is a reflection of how the media thinks Damian Lillard is someone to work with and from my experience I can definitely tell you that he is the best he gives you succinct detailed answers whenever you ask for them and he really just did does a great job of making it professional taking it seriously and uh you know helping us kind of understand as media people, you know, what's happening out there. And I think as the point guard, he's got a pretty great grasp of things. And also, yeah, the way that he reads people. And as the leader of the team, he, he does a really good job of, of describing a lot of the things that happen out there. And uh, he does it in a way that is detailed. You go back and listen to it and you're, and you find that, you know, he gives you everything you needed for one quite for, for a question any questions you may have based off of one thing and he can detail it, break it down and is always very generous to take the time to do that, which is uh, really hard to find 
I think anywhere in pro sports, but on the Blazers, I, I, I just think it's a, it's a really special trait. And, uh, you know, he, he really does, I think, uh, take it on himself to have the responsibility to talk to the media and, uh, you know, give those detailed answers and, and kind of set the story straight, whatever the story is. And so, uh, you know, props to, to Lillard for, for winning this award. He had been nominated multiple times over the last couple of years. I, I had pushed for him. I think pretty much every media member in this Portland market was pushing for Lillard to uh, win this award one of these days. And finally this year he won the award. So uh, good for, for, for Lillard for, for taking that home. I voted for him, obviously. So that's who I thought was going to win. And I think it's well-deserved because he's been putting in work and treating the media with respect and doing it since his rookie year and always has been good with his time, always been good to explain stuff. And uh, this award is a reflection of that. So shout out to, to Dame for, and shout out to the pro basketball writers association uh, for, for giving that award of which I am a member. Uh, Last year, Stephen Curry won the award. The year before, Pau Gasol won. Uh, some of the other nominees for the PBWA award were Toronto's DeMar DeRozan, Indiana's Paul George, Golden State's Draymond Green, and Atlanta's Paul Millsap. Uh, I can definitely say that uh, I've had good experiences with George and Green. Uh, they are both uh, very good with the media, very good at answering questions thoughtfully. Uh and Draymond, as bombastic as he could be, uh, is really knowledgeable and can really, in a lot of ways similar to Dame, explain things. And so uh, I've always appreciated that about uh, Draymond Green in addition to his uh, immense talent on the basketball court. But uh, Damian Lillard, the winner of the Magic Johnson Award from the Pro Basketball Writers Association for the 2016-17 season, uh, long overdue award. I think granted there were some people that hadn't won it before in years past that, uh, definitely deserved winning it, even though Lillard had been nominated, but, uh, I think well-deserved award for Lillard, uh, who has really, uh, done a good job to go out of his way to take time to, to answer questions and to uh, just really be generous with his time and helping us understand more about what's going on with the game and what's going on with the team. And uh, if you want to get up close and see what's going on with the NBA playoffs, maybe in another city or a sporting event or a concert coming up soon, I think the best place for you to do that is SeatGeek with the NBA playoffs still in full swing and Lots of summer concerts coming up as well now that the weather's starting to get nice here in the uh, Portland area. I think the best place for you to look for tickets for a sporting event or a concert here coming up soon as the weather gets nice here in May uh, is SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has always been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell their tickets. And SeatGeek, again, is the first place that I look to when I look for tickets to a game or a concert. When I had friends coming up uh, in December from out of town, 
I looked at SeatGeek to find his tickets to the Blazers-Raptors game, and uh, we had a great time. And the best part about SeatGeek was that I found a deal. It was quick. It was easy. I found great value using their deal score where they rank deals from 1 to 100, and they they grade those deals after searching multiple ticket sites. So they do all the work and research while you just save time and money. But the best thing about SeatGeek is that all my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And to get that $20 rebate on your tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So uh, there's a, some other uh, Blazers news uh, I mentioned uh, on my podcast over the weekend that C.J. McCollum had expressed his uh, desire to be joined by Paul George on the Blazers. Uh, he expanded on that with Sportsnet New York's Taylor Rooks on her podcast earlier this week. Uh, And, you know, he basically just, he stated the obvious as to why it would be good to have Paul George. Being in the West, you need more star power. Teams are super deep. Teams like the Warriors. And uh, he he went on to say, you know, it's it's more than one, two, or three good players. You need to have a collective unit. Obviously, Paul George would help any team in the NBA. But, it's pretty clear that he knows that even though it seems like they might have a big three with Lillard, Nurkic, and McCollum, that ultimately it's going to take more than that to get past all these great, you know, the the teams that are so stacked now in the NBA. I mean, the Warriors last night, uh, it, you know, they cruised. It was a it was a double digit game, and and it felt like it was close, and uh. You know, you're going to need elite talent to knock those teams off, which is, you know, and I think that, you know, getting Paul George is extremely unlikely, but it's why I've talked about, hey, you know, it may not be the worst thing in the world to have a, you know, a run like the Memphis Grizzlies had for a few years where you're in the playoffs, you're in the mix, maybe you make the conference finals once, but it's going to be so hard against all these stacked teams like the Warriors to, to get past them and ultimately make the finals and get the rings, which is what everybody wants. And so CJ, I think obviously wants to get a ring. So does Damian Lillard and getting someone like Paul George on the team is probably the only way that they would ever, ever have a shot at that. And even then you're going to pit that against the Warriors and the Warriors are, are really, really, really good. So, uh, Props to CJ, though, for putting the full-court press on, so to speak. Uh, He kind of did this a little bit last year with Hassan Whiteside, uh, kind of uh, recruiting him through the media and through social media. And he and Whiteside also had a relationship. They share an agent. So uh, that's another thing behind that. Uh, But but Paul George... uh, you know, is one of the more interesting cases, especially if he doesn't make one of the all NBA teams, because if he doesn't make one of the all NBA teams, uh, 
then he's no longer eligible for the what they call the super max, which is uh, an extremely high, a much higher max contract. So if he gets all NBA, then he's eligible for a major pay raise, and then only Indiana would be able to give him that money, which would then, you know, make the situation a little bit different because. You know, all indications are is that if he doesn't make all NBA, that he's going to want out immediately. And then that starts the clock basically for the Pacers to say, okay, well, we need to get, we need to move him so that we can use him to build towards the future because he doesn't want his future to be in Indiana. And if he doesn't want his future to be in Indiana, uh, a lot of reports have indicated that he would like his future to be in Los Angeles. If they get, say, Lonzo Ball or Markel Fultz, then obviously that becomes even more enticing of a destination for him. However, uh, I don't, I don't think Portland has the pieces to pull a deal together. But, uh. If, if George doesn't make all NBA, you know, that's going to give the Blazers or the, the Pacers a lot less leverage and may force them to take back pennies on the dollar just so they don't give up Paul George for nothing. So, uh, and, and they've been putting that out there. Paul George's people have for a while now. And, and the Pacers have been too going back to the deadline where, you know, those Paul George rumors were going. And then another rumor that also has been going uh, has been Jimmy Butler. And uh, I, I definitely think that George, the situation with George seems a little bit more tenuous. But at the same time, you have the Bulls who are uh, a complete mess. Um, and, you know, they haven't been willing, at least from what we've seen, to, to give up Jimmy Butler for the deals that uh, certain teams have been willing to give up. They people have been talking about potential Jimmy Butler trades for a while now, uh, but that's another guy who may be on the market uh, and may be available for a team. Granted, again, Portland may not have the packages. They definitely don't have what a Boston has with you know that slew of draft picks that are all going to be you know number top three or four picks whenever they get them. So uh, they're not in as great a position as Boston to get one of those two guys should they you know, want to give up uh, a lot of stuff to get them. But Portland does have three first-round picks. They do have some younger prospect players that, you know, they are getting paid very well, but they could, you know, be players to maybe build around uh, for a team. So uh, we'll see. I mean, the Paul George the Paul George thing is interesting because also too, it's, you know, what if George comes to the Pacers and he's like, Hey, I want to go to Portland, help me make this happen. You know, is that something that could potentially happen if, you know, what McCollum is doing works, but we'll see. This is going to be a long summer as a long, long time uh, to talk about this stuff and talk about these potential trades, but uh, CJ McCollum further, trying to push the envelope to try and bring Paul George to Portland. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, it seems like Dame and CJ have both kind of upped their uh, public recruiting. Yesterday, Damian Lillard uh, kind of uh, 
went on Twitter and started answering questions from people and uh, kind of like McCollum did the other day. And uh, someone asked him about Chris Tapp's Porzingis. And he was like, well, if you know Porzingis ever wants to leave New York, I'll take him. So uh, there's another uh and that's and that's really uncharacteristic for Lillard, I think, because uh, typically he hasn't been one to talk about openly recruiting people or anything like that. Uh, but uh, you know he he's doing that. So um, at least through the media, and who knows how else. Uh, but McCollum on ESPN last night as well. He he's getting out there. So uh, the Blazers are kind of publicly saying hey come play with us so uh that's kind of something different i think than it has been in years past and i think uh maybe is some recognition of those two guys know where the blazers have to go if they ultimately want to get to their goal because uh i it seemed like things kind of stagnated this past year. And uh, if they want to get over the hump, I think they, they're going to need a little help. And I, I think them talking about that in this way is kind of a public acknowledgement, like, hey, come play with us. And so um, that's I think it's it's that is of note and different, uh, maybe not surprising. But uh, I, I think it is for this team just because this team with this group really hasn't gone about that that way. Um. Uh, one last note on the Blazers. The Blazers are also going to be one of 17 NBA teams that's going to have their own NBA 2K esports league. Uh, esports is a huge growing sport. Uh, it's competitive gaming. And um, the Blazers are going to have uh, their own esports NBA 2K team. So I don't know what they're going to do for tryouts or how they're going to select players for that. Maybe look at, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, uh, the Blazers are going to do that. They're going to be uh, one of the teams kind of pushing that forward. So uh, really looking forward to, to seeing how that works out. Obviously, eSports is a really interesting space uh, in terms of uh, a growing business. They have, it, they have it on ESPN. They have it on all kinds of channels. There's guys with endorsement deals. It, it's pretty huge. So, uh, But the NBA is going to do their own 2K league. Uh, so... Uh, this is kind of a, a trend of sports leagues and sports teams kind of getting behind esports with their own esports franchises. So Portland is going to do that. The NBA announced that yesterday. And, uh, of course, there's some NBA playoffs that are happening uh, right now. Uh, last night, we saw Game 3 of Wizards and Celtics. So far, the best series of the second round, Washington uh, even though I thought that they looked like a team that was fading late in both first two in, in their first two games, uh, they did play really well throughout those first two games prior to them running out of gas, and uh, they really brought it again. Uh, they brought it for the full 48, and they blow out the Celtics 116-89 to make it a 2-1 series. Golden State uh, continues to roll. Uh, like I said, that game was a double-digit spread at the end it was 115 104 but it that felt like a close game uh because you know that felt like it was like utah tried really hard and they didn't lose by 25 so uh golden state continues to roll uh 
I think it's fair to say that throughout the through the first two games, Portland showed better against the Jazz than the Warriors did. But we'll see uh, how uh, Game Three turns out. That's going to be in Utah on Saturday night, and uh, Toronto and Cleveland. It looks like Cleveland is handling that. They blew the Raptors out in the first two games. And uh, Kyle Lowry's status for Game 3 tonight, which is Friday, uh, is uncertain after shoot-around. So uh, Cleveland, with a great opportunity, whether Lowry plays or not, to go up 3-0 and and get this series moving and try and go 4-0 and and, and go on to a sweep and save themselves for the winner of the... uh, Boston Wizards series, which I thought at the beginning was going to go seven. I still have Celtics in seven. Uh, but if that goes seven, more rest for LeBron. And uh, if you're the Cavs, that's all you can hope for right now because the Warriors look like a team that's going to be very, very well rested uh, whenever they get to the finals. Uh, as I mentioned, the Warriors are handling the Jazz right now. And then the other series, the other good series, I think. Uh, is Houston San Antonio uh Houston blew out the Spurs I thought that Houston was going to win this series I picked them to win in six that blowout victory in game one was a surprise uh however uh the Spurs bounce back with a blowout of their own but it sucks that they lose Tony Parker to uh uh, knee injury for the rest of the playoffs which which sucks but and he he did play well in game two but you know a lot of folks uh including myself think that you know at this point patty mills might be a better offensive player maybe better player in general than than tony parker is at this stage in his career and maybe that can be a little addition by subtraction but i think maybe that's a little naive as well because uh now that you have patty mills potentially starting you've got to play Deont- uh Deontay Murray, a rookie from Washington, uh, big minutes in the playoffs, and you, you just have no idea how that's going to go. They have gotten him minutes throughout the season, but uh, relying on a rookie in that spot against a team like the Rockets could could potentially spell trouble for the Spurs. I still like Houston in that series. Uh, game three of that series is tonight as well, both of those on ESPN at 4 and 6.30. So, uh, yeah. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to Locked On Blazers on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. Leave us a five-star review. If you'd like to advertise with us, email us at LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com. And we'll be back. Until next time, enjoy the playoffs. takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17